Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and today I watched Dunkirk, directed by Christopher Nolan, and starring Enyan Bernard, Tian Whitehead, Harry Styles, Mark Rylance, Barry Keane, Killian Murphy, Tom Glenn Carney, Tom Hardy, Jack Loudon, and a bunch of other people. Uh, th- those are all the main characters of the, th- of the three storylines of the film. Uh, spoilers, ahoy, if you don't want to find out what happens in this film. I recommend seeing it without knowing very much. I mean, you may know about the events of at Dunkirk in May of 1940, uh, evacuation from the beach there. But as far as the, the uh, individual people's stories shown in this film, um, it, it, I'd recommend not really knowing much about it, but pay attention pay attention. It, uh, I feel like it's presented pretty clearly, um, as to not be too confusing. There are a couple of times when I was suspecting, like, oh, is this, is there a twist here? Are we actually not in the times that we're supposed to be in? Um, but it, it's not. So there's no, there are no curveballs as far as that goes, but there is the sort of gimmick of these three storylines taking place over separate periods of time leading up to the actual evacuation of uh, the beach at Dunkirk. Uh, We have the mole, which takes place over one week. Uh, The mole is not talking about a spy, undercover person, or a small mammal. It is actually, uh, because they refer to it a couple of times, so I... I figured out, okay, it's, it's something there on the beach. I didn't know specifically what it was. Um, and it's the, uh, kind of causeway or uh, breakwater that extends out into the sea. That's the mole. It's a massive structure. And, uh, the mole here at this beach was not originally built to be used as a dock or a harbor for, for boats, to go up to it and uh, board and unboard, deboard, deplane, and uh, part of the whole events of this evacuation is that they figured out that they could use it for that, and uh, so that was basically their only way for the large ships to get uh, get in there and um, get their the troops ev- evacuated. Um, so yeah, uh, the the first storyline takes place over the over a week, where uh, this evacuation. I mean, it's where the evacuation is taking place. Uh, the second aspect of the story is number is two, the sea. Uh, this takes place over one day, and okay. So the the mole uh, we're mostly following. Uh, just the, these privates who are trying everything they can to get out of there. Uh, there's these long lines just uh, on the beach awaiting boats to come pick them up. And uh, they realize, a couple of them realize, I forget which of the, which of the actors played who and which <laughs> and what their characters' names are. They don't talk to each other a whole lot. They do a little bit, but part one of the things about it is that one of these characters did not talk at all, and uh, there's a reason for that. But uh, they're trying to 
get onto a ship, a boat, anything to get out of there because I mean, our main character, I believe the 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 guy we were originally following and parts of his crew kind of add on. <laughs> he 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 gathers a crew. Not not really, but um he does get a friend and uh then there's a another not so much a friend who's there anyway. Um they, or, uh, Tommy, from the start, we, we open with him, and, uh, everybody he's with, they're trying to get out of the city, out of the town, and, uh, the enemy lays, lays waste to all of them except for him, he just bar- barely gets over a, a, a fence, but then he's right back into the fire, uh, with some some other guys, but he realizes, oh, these are the <laughs> these are the the uh, my allies. Uh, he he says, I I'm British, I'm British. Stop it! And he's able to to continue on towards the beach. But anyway, uh, he's he just wants to get out of there. He wants to go home. And uh, first, they try to get onto the ship by. Uh, taking a guy who's on a gurney. He's still alive, so he still has a chance. Uh, Unfortunately, it doesn't really work out for him or most people that get on the ship. Um, So at every turn, these guys, they take one step forward and then like two steps back. But uh, at the same time, every time that they like get off of a ship or whatnot, that it ends up getting destroyed, so it, it's, it kind of works out okay for them, it's, I mean, it's still, the whole thing sucks, absolutely sucks, just people dying around them, being in the ocean for most of the time, um, and I, I mean, I can, re- I just stepped in a puddle, and it was pretty awful, I can, I can imagine it's, like, a million times worse than that, so I, I feel for them, I feel for them, but, uh, yeah, I really like that storyline. Okay, overall, let's talk, let's talk about overall real quick. I really like the film. Uh, the 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 stories that were told in it, the structure of it, I like. I mean, I liked pretty much everything about it. But then the couple, there are a couple of things, mainly the music, that, um, and then uh, some of the el- other elements of the film seemed just reminded me way too much of other Christopher Nolan films, uh, which are also films that I love, but I don't know. It it was just distracting to me. I don't know if I necessarily disliked that about it, but the, the fact that it made me think about it, I mean, it didn't make me think about it, but I did think about it. The fact that I was thinking about it, I didn't, I didn't like that. Um, I, so I don't really know if that's, if that's like a, a bad thing about the film or not. Uh, maybe I was just uh, too in my head about it. I don't know. But uh, yeah, the music especially, uh, we have the, the ticking clock uh, kind of uh, sound, which it permeates the um, gargantuans. Uh, what, what is the planet name? I forget. I forget what the plant name, but the, the the first plant they go to in Interstellar, it's had that same the ticking clock going through it, and it, that that is present through a, a 
lot of this film, and I thought that was kind of, it, it was a little bit, a little bit cheesy, because it doesn't, it didn't have that same function as, like, there wasn't an actual ticking clock in this film, I mean, they're trying to escape, uh, evacuate the beach as soon as they could, but it wasn't like they knew when the Germans were going to attack them, or anything like that, there was no actual clock, or countdown, or, uh, you know, a measurable thing that's, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know, whereas in Interstellar, it was every single second is days, months, weeks, years, and uh, every single moment was a huge, huge loss as far as, um, I mean, humanity itself goes. So, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like that about it, um, and then a lot of the music otherwise also seemed really similar uh, probably not, I mean, not note for note for, or anything, and, yeah, and this is probably, I mean, it's just Hans Zimmer, uh, has a certain sound to his, his, uh, compositions, I suppose, but, uh, yeah, it just made me think way too much of Interstellar, uh, and why is, why is that a bad thing? It shouldn't be a bad thing, I absolutely love that movie, but, uh, I guess it, I I don't know, it just kind of felt like, oh, these, these moments, that he's just, like, reusing those moments instead of creating new, uh, new recipes. He uses all the same ingredients, uh, to create those moments in this film as in Interstellar. And, uh, that kind of bugged me, I guess. I don't know, I don't know. Uh, but, I mean, other than that, fantastic. Like, just the whole presentation of this, uh, event, uh, the characters, uh, there, there's not a whole lot of, of dialogue, and yet we get to know them pretty well, or at least well enough to kind of see, like, where each of them are, like, where their heads are, what they, uh, what their kind of place in the world and this war is, and I thought that was all, all pretty well done. Um, okay, so at this, in the sea, we have a, a boat owned by, uh, Mark Rylance's character, uh, his son comes along with him, and then his son's friend, I believe it's his friend, uh, George, played by Barry Keegan, um, he stows away on the, on the boat with them, uh, they, they go before the Navy comes over, they're supposed to be part of, uh, a special, they have special orders from them to do certain things, but they, they take off on their own, uh, before they're able to get to them, they're, they're going to, to help. They have just a, a ton of life jackets, they're going to, so that they can help evacuate, and... Uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool story, it probably has the most character, like, raw character development of the three, um, the third, the third storyline is pure action, 
Absolutely. There's there's a little bit of character there, but uh, there's no like uh, growth arc. I feel like um, okay, we'll get we'll get to that in a minute. But in the uh, the the sea, uh, they come across a uh, a, a sunken ship. Uh, just a single survivor who's still there at the ship. He's sitting on the the um, barely poking out from the sea. Uh, the capsized hull of the ship, uh, Killian, Killian Murphy, um, I guess his character name is like the, uh, the, the shivering Schultz soldier or something like that. Um, so he get, is rescued by them, but, uh, like the, just the whole trauma of everything that happened. Now, again, the sea takes place in the one day, uh, of the evacuation, um, we, the, these, we're, we're going between these three storylines that take place in these different length periods, and, uh, we eventually do catch up to certain points. We see Killian Murphy before his ship was, um, was destroyed, and, uh, it all ties it into what the other, other stories, other characters are doing. Um, and what they, uh, run into on their journeys. So, uh, yeah, he, his, the, the trauma that he's gone through, uh, we kind of see how that's affected him, and, uh, he does not interact with people the same way he did before his ship had gone down, and he may have been there for several days, um, just sitting there in the sun, uh, on the, 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 the hull of his boat poking out of the sea. So, I, I thought that was a, a pretty cool, uh, character and idea to explore with him. Uh, he ends up, when he is, he, he does not want to go back to Dunkirk. When he finds out that that's the plan, that they're going there to, ha- to, to, to do their mission, says, no, I'm not going back. He, he tries to get them to, to turn the boat around, um, and in the, the, the kind of struggle, he ends up, uh, knocking George down the stairs, and he hits his head, like, on a, well, he hits his head on something. His head is, is blood, a bloody mess, and eventually he dies. Um, but the, the son, of uh, Mark Rylance's character, played by Tom Glenn Carney. Uh, I, I thought this is another great moment. That uh, the, a couple of times throughout it, uh, the soldier asks, "Like, is, is the boy? Is he going to be okay? Is he going to be?" He like feels so bad about it, but he's still. I mean, he's still messed up. And uh, every other time, he's like, "No, he's not okay." And it, it like mad at him for it, but when it, it's, uh, when he has actually died, which is, uh, which really sucks, uh, he asks again, like, it's the boy, is he gonna be okay? And he says, um, yeah, yeah, he's gonna be fine. And, uh, he, the, he has, like, a moment with his father there, like, yeah, that was, um, such an off, like, war is, this whole thing is so awful, like, to, to kind of save this already devastated 
human from further devastation. Like, I, I thought that was uh, a pretty nice moment, uh, while also being totally awful. Um, so yeah, uh, this boat eventually gets to Dunkirk, and they're able to uh, do their part in rescuing a, a bunch of soldiers who had, mostly soldiers who had already been evacuated onto a battleship, but then a freaking bomber bombs the hell out of it, and uh, so, so that starts going down. So, so many, so many ships destroyed, full of people who thought, as they were getting onto that boat, ship, whatever, oh, this is it, we're, we're out of this, we're out of this, and no, it's, it is not over, and, uh, most of the people on all of those ships died, it's crazy, um, so I, I mean, I don't know the exact specifics, it sounds like, uh, it was pretty accurate to the events of the film, I don't know if, like, it was ship for ship, shot for shot, of what happened, um, in actual history, but as far as the, um, I don't know, it, it uh, from what I was reading, it seemed like it was accurate as far as, like, what would, what were the standard things that would have happened and what kind of ships there were and what kind of orders would they have given in those situations and things like that and what were the actual orders overall that were given and how did these people end up actually getting rescued. All that kind of stuff was accurate. But, um, okay, so I could... I am going way too detailed with, like, blow-by-blow when I remember what happens. Um, Let's get to the sky, uh, well, going back to the mole, uh, they eventually, uh, get onto, they go through so many boats, eventually get onto one, uh, that is beached, it's a Dutch boat, and, uh, they have to wait for the, the tide to come in so that they can get back out to sea, but, uh, the Germans, uh, are shooting at them that entire time, the boat is filling with water, and, uh, that, that boat goes down too, um, it's, uh, just a mess, and there, one guy gets trapped inside of that boat as it, it was sinking, and I thought it was one of the characters, but I guess it wasn't, I'm still, I'm a little bit confused on which of those three characters, I mean, I'm pretty, I, I am sure of the, who two of the characters are, um, but the third character, I'm not sure what happened to them. I th- thought there was that they like went back to the beach um, to kind of tie things up with uh, that general there or whatever he is. And I think that third character was in that scene. It, he is so similar looking. The, okay, it's the French guy. Um, who doesn't talk because he doesn't want to betray that he is French. He steals a, uh, British, um, uniform and all that so that he can get out on these British ships and all that. But, uh, what, I thought that he was trapped and died in the thing, but I'm pretty sure that he was on, on the mole and got evacuated in that kind of extra scene later on. I'm not, I'm not sure. That's, that's really the only thing that I was, that I was actually confused about. Um, but 
I think I'm I'm pretty sure that he's he's the one at the end there, uh, and then the the that that general or whatever he is uh, says oh, I'm staying so I can help evacuate the French because they weren't helping evacuate the French. They're like no, only British soldiers get out of here, get out of here, stop it, go away. So, uh, but he he said okay now that we're all out I'll, I'll stay behind and now we can get them out too. Like, okay, that, I mean, it's, it's nice of you, but uh, not as nice as, like, evacuating everyone together, <laughs> you know. Um, okay, so let's talk about the sky. Uh, this is my favorite aspect of the film. And, I mean, I've been already talking uh, more... I was thinking this was not going to be a very good review. Uh, but it's mainly the thing that I already talked about that I don't like about it. Everything else I, I love about it. These other two storylines I really liked. Um, and the sky I liked even more because it was pure action. Uh, it's three characters. One of them dies pretty quickly. Um, so I don't even know <laughs> who played. I, I, I'll probably find it, um, looking through the cast and whatnot, but, um, Jack Loudon and Tom Hardy, they're, they're in these fighter planes, and they're just trying, they're the only planes, they're the only members of the Air Force who are helping this cause at uh, the evacuation. They do their best, which is pretty dang good to fight off, um, the German planes, there's bombers, there are fighters, uh, I mean, there's not a whole lot of them, but, uh, there's enough of them, there's more of them than three, but there's also, there, there's never more than three of them at once, so I, it, it never really seems like things are way out of whack, it does seem pretty realistic that they would have been able to do what they did, um, so yeah, they, they fight off some in, uh, initial planes. Uh, one of them uh, one of them goes down. Uh, then later on, Jack Loudon's character his his plane goes down. But luckily, oh well. At first, we think, oh yeah, great, he survived. He, he touched down on the water, and the that boat is going after them. They're gonna, he's going to be fine. But then we go back to that story. Um, and I, I really appreciate this, uh, the segmented, uh, kind of jumping around in time. Um, even though it does jump around in time, it does, like, those three timelines move forward on their own tracks. Um, and they, there may be intersections where we end up going back, uh, in time as far as another of the timelines is concerned, but it still follows chronologically in that other track. So I, that, that's why I think it, it works really, it works pretty well and isn't too confusing. It is potentially confusing, but if you, um, it, it doesn't require outside explanation, that, I think that's the important thing. It's okay if something is confusing, um, if you are able to understand it from what's contained in the actual film. If you need outside explanation of it, then, then that's a problem, uh, 
that that's a bad type of confusing because you shouldn't need anything outside of the film itself to to figure out what's going on and so any of the uh, the confusing stuff that i am still confused about mainly the the french soldier um i am pretty sure if i watched it again i would absolutely i would have no question about what was going on it was just that uh i missed it uh i wasn't quite paying well enough attention to it i don't think i'll need outside uh information on that but anyway um so uh yeah the the pilot who goes down uh the second pilot goes down played by jack loudon he is it loudon Lauden. i think it's Lauden. um maybe loden I, 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 writ, I, wrote, I wrote pretty illegibly. Not really illegibly, but pretty uh, not, not great. And, uh, so he goes down, and our, our C characters, um, with uh, Jack Rylance and friends, Mark Rylance, sorry, um, they, are, they are able to save him. Uh, his, his cockpit, the, the, the shell won't open up, so he's panicking, his his plane is filling with water, and uh, he's rescued by uh, Mark Rylance and friends, so uh, that is a really exciting uh, aspect of this story, and I wasn't really expecting to see that uh, develop as another element of excitement, I thought, oh, we saw him go down, but he landed and it's floating there, is going to be all right. We actually see the conclusion of it, and we have additional um, dramatic moments from that, and I thought that was pretty great. Uh, so it's Tom Hardy's character, he ends up on his own. Um, he's he and his um, and his uh, fellow pilots taken out as many threats as they can, and he continues on. And this whole time, and I thought. Th- now this was an actual like kind of ticking clock sort of thing and it's not exactly okay so this is outside information that's not necessarily contained in the film uh that these fighter planes could only fly for an hour that for how much uh fuel that they can that they held and uh that's that specific number of minutes is implied by that the amount of time that uh, we're told that that those characters' stories take place. So um, I, I guess we do have all the information we need for that, but and that's what we do have uh, closest to being a ticking clock. That uh, his fuel gauge is uh, damaged very early on in the mission, and so he's, uh, assuming he has the same amount of fuel that, um, his, uh, teammate, that's not the right word for that, um, has in his, his jet. They're not jets. They're not jets. They're, uh, propeller, uh, propeller-propelled aircraft. But, um, uh, anyway, the, 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 everything that happens in the sky, I thought was really exciting, 
and uh, really fun to watch, uh, all the dog fighting, and uh, when he does run out of fuel, you think, oh, that's, that's it, we're just going to see him glide to his death or whatever, but uh, I, I was really happy, I'm not going to say what happens, he does run out of fuel eventually, and I, I enjoyed everything leading up to that, and everything after that, as far as his story is concerned, and, um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's all I'll say, that's all I'll say, uh, I spoiled everything else about the film, but watch it so that you're surprised by what happens with the, uh, with the dogfighters, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. It's uh, visually fantastic. All of the costumes, the um, the uh, the vehicle designs, the the landscapes, the seascapes, the airscapes, all of that fantastic. Um, and uh, I mean, the music is quality. Just feels copy paste ish. So. Um, yeah, that's it. Let me know what you thought about Dunkirk. What were your favorite things? What were your things that you didn't like? I understand there's uh, some some backlash about the casting and stuff like that, and uh, the nearly all well, it, all of the the main characters are male. Um, the few female characters we we see are kind of like nurses, caretaker type type folks, uh, so I, I could see that being annoying, um, that, uh, there isn't, uh, a strong female presence, um, and, uh, I mean, we don't even see, uh, like a mother figure or anything like that, uh, for characters when they get back home and whatnot, so, I uh, yeah, I, I understand, I understand that criticism, completely, um, but, uh, I mean, for, for what the, the film decided to focus on, I thought it did a fantastic job, so let me know what you thought about my Tweet Me at TIW podcast, go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews, if you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash todayiwatched. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back real soon with more on Today I Watched. Bye!